baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Good evening, folks. It's time for your live Friday evening edition of It's News to Us, our daily podcast, taking a look at the day's top stories. And David is with me on the call. We'll get right into it. He had the top two stories today. David, um, we didn't hear about this accident last night, but it became pretty big news uh, midday today. Um, There was yet another fatal accident involving a VCU uh, student not far from campus. If you could sort of go, go into details as to what happened and, of course, why this is big in, in political circles as well. Yes. So, you know, I was starting to hear something, you know, some things about parts of Main Street being shut down even last night because it was <laughs> shut down for several hours. But we hadn't really seen what had happened for sure until today um, when uh, we found out that um a VCU student, a VCU master's student named uh, Sean Sores, uh was killed uh, in a crash last night. Now, Sores was a pedestrian who was hit by a car. Um, and unlike a lot of the uh, pedestrian fatalities you see, he wasn't even, you know, crossing a road or trying to pass through an intersection. Uh, he was just on the sidewalk uh, and then two cars traveling west on Main Street. This happened over on the 300 block of uh, West Main, right around where it intersects with Madison Street. Um, Two cars uh, collided with each other, and then one of those cars went off the road, struck a pole, hit Suarez, and then crashed into a building. Uh, Now, both of those cars remained on the scene, uh, and as far as uh, I know, neither driver was significantly injured, but Suarez wound up uh, dying of his injuries there at the scene. Uh, now, charges, there have been no charges yet. Uh, you know, it seems like that is uh, very possible in the future. The investigation is still going on. Um, but Sores is, you know, notably the uh, second VCU student that's been killed by, that's been a pedestrian and killed by a car uh, in 2023. In, in barely three months, the, the first one uh, was a 22-year-old student uh, back in late January, the 27th, I believe. And then, you know, this was last night, the 4th. Um, and, I, and, one of, and one of three people who's been, three pedestrians who've been hit on uh, BCU campus in, in this year. But uh, Suarez was also, and this is one of the reasons why this has, um, you know, there's been a lot of... Uh, talk about this as well uh, among sort of political circles, like you said, um, uh, Soros was a former Donald McEachin staffer, as well as a former intern at um, the, uh, the Democratic Party of Virginia. And I believe, uh, according to the statement that the uh, Democratic Party of Virginia chairwoman, Susan uh, Swecker put out today, uh, she says that he was also you know, a pretty prominent member of the Virginia Young Democrats. Uh, so 
you know, this is this is a big story uh, among sort of local Democratic politicians, as well as just VCU students and people who care about pedestrians in Richmond. And I will tell you, longtime uh, Republican delegate Chris Saxman um, mentioned this as well, um, that Soares was one of his students um, in, in one of his classes that he he teaches. Um, Saxman was a prominent mm-hmm. Republican for, for many years before um, retiring to go back to his business. And um, also it's making some news in local reporting circles as he was also the uh, longtime boyfriend of a Richmond Times-Dispatch uh, reporter, um, Anna Bryson, mm-hmm. who, by the way, had a byline in the paper today, um, mm-hmm. you know, covering covering Virginia politics. Um, so, you know, it, it's making the rounds in, in a number of circles. Um, very, you know, I had a lot of connections to a lot of people, both that we know and that a lot of people that uh, were, mm-hmm. were were known about the v, around the VCU and campus and political circles. Um, and uh, was 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 on his way, as many people said, probably to b- very big things prior prior to mm-hmm. this this crash. Um, as mm-hmm. you noted, and you've talked to me, that's an area where cars it's the speed limit's twenty five, but cars are going a lot faster. Yeah, it's a one-way street, uh, you know, it's designed like a street where uh, the speed limit would be much higher than 25. And as, you know, uh, I've seen at least one uh, sort of urban planning expert in the area talk about, you know, as a result of that and some other infrastructural things, uh, as well as just, you know, people driving too fast, um, people drive way too fast on that street up to twice the speed limit pretty regularly. And I asked, you know, the Richmond police, if they see a role for themselves in preventing future stuff like this, because I mean, obviously they, it's not, it doesn't fall to them to redo the infrastructure of the streets, but uh, this has been, you know, two and three months. And they did say that sort of maybe being a bit more, they're looking to maybe enforce things like speed and distracted driving in these areas a little more uh, with all of the pedestrian uh, crashes we're seeing. So. Well, and VC, I mean, it's, I, I correct me if I'm wrong. I don't believe that's actually like right on the VCU campus now, you know, and whether that, that would fall under potential VCU police jurisdiction, of course, yeah. the two are kind of intertwined, but um, mm-hmm. whether or not VCU police also could provide some traffic enforcement there as well. Yeah. It, it's right near the engineering school, but it, it's sort of right off uh, the true campus area, but it's, it's right in that very sort of congested area where people still drive very fast. Yeah, no, under, under, understood. Moving on from from that, uh, another story you covered, um, and this deals with a traffic stop. Actually, it dates back to 2021. Um, a federal uh, court judge ruling in uh, the attempt to get another trial for uh, Lieutenant uh, Karan Nazario, if uh, folks may remember. Uh, he was the Army lieutenant who uh, was stopped by Windsor police back in 2021 um, yeah. And that stop ended with him being pepper sprayed through the window of his car. Um, he was also struck, uh, I want to say, with a baton or something along that line. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, the stop, there was video of the stop. It made, uh, I believe, national news. Um, and, and one of the officers ended up being fired. The other is still on the force. Um, but uh, he uh, took it to court. He was looking for a million dollars. And uh, ended up getting much less and was looking for another trial. If you could sort of go into uh, to, to to what happened with with what we're finding out from uh, from the court ruling in regards to whether or not he's getting a new trial. Yes. So um, 
like you said, this was a, uh, a traffic stop that took place back in 2021, about 30 miles west of Norfolk. Um, and like you said, you know, he, he was an army lieutenant in uniform, uh, who was pulled over, pulled over at a gas station. And, um, uh, like you said, over the course of this traffic stop, he had his hands outside the, uh, the car, but, uh, he was pepper sprayed, uh, struck, and he was also handcuffed for at least parts of it. Um, while the, uh, officers involved, wouldn't really clarify what he had been pulled over for. Uh, now that back in January was, it went to a federal jury who declined to basically, uh, I skipped over this, but he had filed a $1 million lawsuit for the damages uh, sustained over that traffic stop. Um, and then when it went to a grand jury, they declined to, uh, they basically sided with the police officers on almost all aspects of that suit, but they did wind up awarding, uh, uh, awarding him, uh, $3,685, which compared to the million he was asking for was, uh, you know, pretty paltry. Uh, now he basically immediately requested to, you know, for another trial, uh, move for another trial. And today, uh, a U.S. Uh, district judge shot that down, essentially, um, said that he couldn't prove, you know, hadn't provided anything to suggest that the jury, uh, that the jury's decision was invalid in any way. And so it wasn't going to go to another trial. Um, but, you know, this has been a story for over two years now, uh, but it, you know, None of us are legal experts, but it certainly from what we're reading doesn't seem like he has a lot more avenues at this point in terms of pursuing this. Right. I think basically what they it was weird because the the way it read, the judges rolling red was a double negative. It's like he brought Mm -hmm. nothing to prove that it was not in their discretion to make the decision that they did. So it was a double negative. But uh, basically, you know, the jury was well within its rights to find this way. And there's really not much much avenue to appeal i don't know mm-hmm. i mean lawyers can always find new ways to appeal i don't like you said i'm not sure what the what the next step if there is any uh next step this does have a slight local tie he was a student at uh virginia state university in chesterfield mm-hmm. uh, just outside of petersburg and i want to say he was actually heading back uh down to uh southeast virginia to his uh to his post uh, from mm-hmm. VSU at the time of the uh, stop back in 2021, if I remember my facts uh, correctly uh, on that. Um, moving on, a couple of quick other stories. Um, House Republicans, uh, House Republican leaders from the House of Delegates uh, have sent a letter to JLARC. Uh, that's basically the state's one of the state's watchdog agencies asking for them to take a look at uh, growing college costs and specifically targeting diversity, equity and inclusion positions saying if you Mm -hmm. got rid of those salaries, you could fund full-time tuition for 1,100 in-state tuition, uh, in-state students. Um, Now, this comes on the heels of another DEI controversy involving the chief uh, diversity officer, uh, uh, Martin Brown, who uh, went to VMI, I want to say it was two weeks ago, and said DEI is dead. Um, Now, they're asking Mm -hmm. for a look into the cost of DEI, as well as other college costs, but focusing specifically on DEI in the letter. Um, and Jay Lark uh, 
I guess we'll potentially take a look at that. But uh, it's been requested by uh, House Republican leadership. They do lead the House of Delegates, um, and we'll see what this results in. Um, one other story, UVA Health talked about COVID-19 today, as they do every week. It just so happens it's the same day that the WHO um, basically declared the global emergency over. Um, doesn't mean mm-hmm. COVID is over. Doesn't mean we're not seeing COVID anymore. Um, but uh, they're not treating as a global emergency anymore or a pandemic. And what UVA said was basically that we've, we've moved from the pandemic stage to the endemic stage. It's now another disease. People are going to get it. People are going to die. But it's not where it was back in 2020 right. and 2021. So so that's good news. Um, I think a lot of people have already moved on to it being in the endemic stage. But um, that's where we uh that's where the uh, the the world uh, health uh, folks are, and where a lot of uh, local health folks are as well. So, mm-hmm. again, this has been uh, the Friday evening edition of its news to us. Um, hopefully, nothing breaks over the weekend. We'll have a good weekend, and then we'll uh, talk to you guys again on Monday. I would say if something does break, we'll make sure that we get on here and let you know. We'll add a podcast as well, all of that stuff. But that's only if something major breaks. Um, Neither one of us are going to get up at 5 a.m. on uh, Saturday morning, I believe, to uh, to handle uh, to handle the coronation. We may have a little work to do at 5 a.m. One of us may, but yes. you know, we won't be uh, we won't <laughs> be handling the coronation at 5 a.m. So I'll be up. I can't say I'll be tuning in. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. So so anyway, so uh, for for David Lefkowitz, I'm News Director Matt Dumline. Like I said, this has been the Friday evening edition of its news to us. We'll talk to you on Monday. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.